If you find your place there in Psalm 127, we're going to start, actually we'll read the whole thing in just five verses. It says, Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. As we look here, verse 3 is kind of uh, the linchpin, if you will, of this passage. Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is his reward. This is definitely spot on dealing with the sanctity of life. And it talks about the, the children being as arrows and having, in verse 5, having a quiver full of them. When I was in Bible college, my freshman year, I remember we were sitting in class and one of, uh, there was a guy by the name of Carl Foster. That was his name. Uh, we were probably about all 18, 19 years of age at the time. And the, the regular professor wasn't there, uh, but his uh, secretary came in. We had a quiz that day and, and so we had to take that. And so she says, are, in the, are there any questions before you take the quiz? No one had any questions, but Carl Foster raised his hand and says, Miss Haney, how much is a quiver full? <laughs> She's a single lady at that point, okay? <laughs> and she says, well, you'll have to ask Dr. Horn when he gets back, Sam Horn. So anyway, make a long story short, how much is a quiver full? Well, we'll kind of get to that in a second. But having children is a blessing. We're talking about the blessing of children today. You know, many times parents or people think that children are a burden rather than a blessing. Maybe sometimes they feel like they're a burden at times. There is a weight that comes with it. Some uh, gray hairs come more quickly. You know, you understand that. But I would say overall, according to God's plan, children are a blessing. That's God's plan. You know, I marvel many times when I talk to people about families and all that, and uh, they ask me, well, how many children do you have? And I said, I have four children. And I am surprised how many people are shocked by that answer. You have four children. How is that possible? <laughs> you fill in the blank on that one. Okay. Uh, anyway, but they're, they're, asking, they're acting like four, four children. That's a huge number. Okay. Uh, well, then I stop and say, well, you know what? We have four children, but I'm only half as good as my brother-in-law, Mandy's brother and their family. They have eight kids. Emily, Emily Mariner is one of them. You, we support them in, in, uh, in Mission Field. But anyways, they have eight children. Woody, I think you had, what, 11? 11? Any, can anyone top 11 here? Logan Nelson, okay. <laughs> That's okay. But children are a blessing. So <laughs> the other day I talked to a guy, uh, and he was telling me about it. They have a large family as well. They have 11 children, and they are expecting number 12 right now. Okay? And they homeschool all of them. Of course, okay? So, but anyways, just a, a, a blessing seeing, though, the number of children. I think it's interesting if you look at the, any of the news or reports that, did you know that the, we have, what, I forget the exact count, billions of people in this world now, it was about eight, over eight billion people at least. But did you know that the U.S. birth rate is actually declining? In fact, the world birth rate is actually declining. There are different countries around the world, like Italy, for example, different islands in Greece, that they are actually paying people to move there because their population is declining. And we're seeing that here in the United States of America. I think back in the 1950s, 
uh, an average family had about four or five kids in the 70s, 80s, 90s. That, that number went to like 2.3, and now it's like 2.1 children per family. That's the average statistic right now. That's a recent report as of a few months ago. And so in seeing that, our population is declining, and there's a lot of reasons for that. One big reason is that uh, part of it is the abortion industry. That is a big part of that. But also a lot of families are waiting until later. Mothers are waiting until they're in their 30s or even 40s to have their first child, where it was actually commonplace late teens, early 20s was average to have your first child. Nonetheless, because of these uh, things that are happening, we are seeing decline. How many are complaining that there's not enough workers at your workplace or you go to the fast food place and, man, they only have two people working there for 800 people? That's what it feels like. You know what? This is the thing. We are having a very lopsided population right now, and it's growing that way. Um, they say even in China, that which has well over a billion people, that the numbers there will actually in about... 25 years, they're anticipating that China will also be declining as well in that. So it's kind of interesting seeing these demographics. You could search all day on statistics and all that, but here's the bottom line is this. No matter what is going on in our society or in our world, that children are a blessing. That is God's plan. There are some people that think that children make us poor, or at least we feel poor. You look at your budget, how many, man, these kids can't eat enough. These babies can't go through enough diapers. You know, you ever feel that way? In a sense, yeah, children do make us poor, but also in God's plan, and this is the greater thing, children make us rich. Children make us rich. And by understanding promoting the sanctity of life, we are bearers and witnesses to some of God's richest blessings, and that is children. God is the giver and the sustainer of life, and in His general plan, He blesses husbands and wives with children. That is His general plan. In all this, and so this is very important as as we know that. Now we know that not every uh, not every couple can have children for various reasons, but in God's general plan, He gives children to families. And here's the important thing: as we look at this passage of scripture today, just as with building a house, we are also building families. As with building a house, we're building families. Psalm 127 displays the great truth that everything we do depends on God's blessings, whether you're building a home or building a family. Even so, children are a blessing from God. Uh, And I got a question for you. What kind of house are you building? In verse 1, it says, Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Usually this type of verse goes great with a building project or some other project you have at church, okay? It's time and time again. But I think it's greater than just building a building. This is here building a family. And this is the idea. There's a house here that's built on vanity. They labor in vain that build it if the Lord's not in it. Or do we build a home on value? That's the difference. A house built on vanity versus a home built on value. That's really the outlook of this. And so God, how do we build a home then? How do we make a house into a home? And I believe, and I contend today, that godly relationships cultivate and turn a house into a home. So what kind of home are you building? James Montgomery Boyce, a commentator, said this, if it, is vain, if it is a vain act to build a house without God or watch over a city without depending on God to preserve it, then it is even greater folly to try to raise a family without God. And yes, our society definitely has forgotten God. They do not live for the Lord, that's for sure. But I, I do dare say that in Christian homes today, many times when raising a family, God is left out of the question. We do not include God in our parenting. 
We do not God, uh, basically go to God in, in, in planning for our family, and that's very important. And so here's the thing. How do you raise a family from a secular society versus uh, what God's plan is for us today? Here's the point. Number one is, is the Lord who builds the house and builds the family. Verse 1 and verse 3 kind of coincide. Except the Lord build the house. And then we see in verse 3, God gives children. So children are in heritage, not of the husband and wife, but they're from the Lord. They're the fruit that God has given. Children are a reward. They're not an inconvenience. They're not a clump of cells. Children are a reward. They are a blessing from God. Okay? So here's the point of this, and I I do need to mention this, that oftentimes, and I know Colleen's dealt with this a lot, a lot of mothers, a lot of families, they come in, and they struggle with how can we make ends meet? If there's one more mouth to feed, it's it's just going to stretch us too far. We can't handle it. When we worked in Israel with a pro-life organization there and had Operation Moses going on, that was one of the big things that we also faced over there. It's interesting that that line of thinking goes all over the world. It's global. How can we do it? And the thing is this, a lot of people are trying to build their own homes, their own strength. They build it in vain. They watch like a watchman, but they wake in vain. They sit up late, rise early to eat the bread of sorrows. In other words, when we do things at our own strength, it's in vanity. And the thing is this, building a home, building a family can be very frustrating at times, trying to get the supplies and things that we need. And for a lot of families, when they look at that, they think that their world is crashing down. This is what they're feeling, and I sympathize with that. I really do. But here's the point. This is what I want us to challenge. No matter if you are financially stable, you got everything, your ducks in a row, you got a 401k from here on end, you know, what is going on? The idea is this. You are not building your home. God is. This is the idea. This is why God is turning our attention. It's vain if you build your home, but if you do it that, if, if you build your house, your home without me, God says, is vanity. Ecclesiastes deals with that. And then he says here in verse 3, Children are an heritage or an inheritance of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. The thing is this, children are a gift from God. Children are a precious heritage. This is what Warren Worsby says. Children are a precious heritage that make a home into a treasury. I like that. It makes a home into a treasury. Okay? I think it's interesting when you look at Solomon. This, if you look at the top of the, the scripture, it says a song of degrees for Solomon. It's looking at Solomon's life. What was his family like? We know he had 700 wives and 300 porcupines or combines or <laughs> ask Art Linkletter, right? Okay. But he had a thousand women or so in his house, in his, in his harem. But we know about his wives, but how many of his children can you name? One, Rehoboam. That's it. You know all about his women. You know about his lifestyle. You know about his vanity. And he'll even say that. But you only know one child out of that. Was he building, well, how was he building his home? A house built on vanity or a house built on value? Children are valuable. Very important. Okay? But we also see the Lord who not only builds the house is also the Lord who protects the house. He protects the city in verses 1 and 2. Except the Lord keep or watch over the city. Protect the city. The watchman waketh but in vain. And we see that children are a blessing from the Lord. 
but they also protect us. Did you know that? Children are also our protection. And that's the idea. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is the man that has quiver full of them. Very important as we see this. Children are like arrows. Children are our protection, just like arrows are to a mighty warrior. Warren Worsby goes on to say that children make the home not just a treasury, but also an armory as well. Just like arrows are, crafted arrows in the hands of a warrior, even so children are to our home. In other words, like arrows, we shape future destinies. The Bible reminds us to train up a child in the way he should go. It also says here, is this, how do children protect us? Usually we don't think, we usually think of the other way around. We're protecting our kids. Children protect us, why? Because that is our foundation. That's, that's building on our foundation. As Colleen said, when an abortion happens, that has a generational ripple effect. Okay? Remember when Rebecca, Isaac and Rebecca, she, she was barren, and all of a sudden God blessed her with twins, Esau and Jacob. And what does God say? In your nation, in your womb are two nations, not two boys, nations. From, from your womb, nations will come. People groups will come. So this is why it's so important, according to God's will, that ch- children shape our future destinies. They protect us in the way as well. To have children, a lot of children, 11 children, for example, or in my case, even four children, that is a sense, a protection that God has given us. Here's an example of that in the end of verse 5. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. The idea, this was the entrance into the city. They would protect us. This, were, this was the city hall in ancient times. They would, people would come, and think of the story of Ruth and Boaz, for example, that ended there at the city gate. And as things are being discussed, and even threatenings to a family, our children, when we have a lot of them, they're there to protect us. Can you imagine the father? Think of Jacob and his 12 sons around him. You going to try to mess with Jacob now if all of his sons are there? No. I tell you what, you guys, if, if you've been around here, heard me, you know that one of my favorite westerns is Bonanza. I love Bonanza. See the Cartwrights? Okay, I love, I love Bonanza. But when you have Lauren Green, Ben Cartwright, okay, and then when Haas and Adam and little Joe are there behind him, you don't mess with them, right? You can pick on one, but the rest will come after you. This is what it means. Like arrows. Those Cartwright boys, those are arrows with Ben Cartwright. You don't mess with them on the Ponderosa Ranch. All right? You get the point. That's kind of what it's talking about here. So very important. But see, what is the ultimate goal of raising our children then? They are a blessing and they are a protection for us as well. But really the ultimate goal of raising children and pointing arrows, how do you direct your arrows? How do you direct them? You don't just aimlessly, okay, we have children, let them do whatever they want. Don't do that, parents. Don't do that, grandparents. Don't let your kids or grandkids do whatever they want. Point them, like an arrow, point them in the right way. Sharpen them, train them. Train them in the way they should go. When they're old, they will not depart. That's a general principle. But anyways, the ultimate goal of raising children is to glorify God, which will affect future generations to glorify God. Don't raise your kids to be good. Raise them to be godly. Therefore, when we understand that, when we raise our children or grandchildren that way, we find children are indeed a blessing. Today, by honoring the sanctity of life, we give God's, we receive God's blessing and His protection through the children, and He gives us, that He gives us for His glory. And we've talked about this before, and we talk about families, that strong marriages, according to God's plan, strong marriages build strong families, which build strong churches, which build strong communities. 
This is why it's so important that we raise our children in a way that honors and glorifies God. And we send them like arrows into this world. One day that arrow, you're going to let go of that arrow. Okay? That arrow will become independent. And I hope that we are directing as best as God has given us that opportunity to direct them in a way that honors Him. As we see this today, we believe that the sanctity of life is motivated by love. Today, we, we support life, and we see here the blessings and protection of life here and through our children, but also this is motivated by love. You see, sin is what broke the sanctity of life. That would, that's when you think of divisions and families and strife that's come into homes, that's a result of sin, folks. That broke the sanctity of life. But Jesus came to restore it, to restore life by giving his life for us. And through that we have eternal life. My challenge is today as we look at the blessing of children, let God build your family. And in doing that, you choose life. What a tremendous blessing that is to do that. So we look at verse 3 again. Lo, children are in heritage, an inheritance of the Lord, a gift from the Lord, a blessing from the Lord. And the fruit of the womb is his reward. What a blessing it is to have children. Let us be thankful, thankful to God. I commend uh, Metro Women's Center and Colleen and the rest of the staff there. Thank you for what you're doing, for the home that you have there to help these ladies and these families. And we pray that God would use that. And I think pray that God would use Victory Baptist Church as a way to speak up for life, to protect life, to restore life, to promote life. And we do that by remembering the blessings of children that God has given to us.